0: This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be legends.
1: Gonna get their so what's cooking? Oh, what's cooking? Walked around a lot today. Got a little allergies. Oh. Get allergies? some <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but it's all good. I Where think do you live? I, in Marina Del Rey. Yeah. I what love are you it guys
0: doing there? in town? This? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And what's, give me the whole macro.
1: Oh, give you the, Okay about you what we're going to talk about okay so started off as a fitness influencer just Instagram mostly then YouTube uh, how did that even happen I just started posting I didn't know about entrepreneurship nothing I just started what were you doing student I was or in college yep. yeah I was in college mm-hmm. nursing school mm-hmm. um, moved to LA for a summer for fun I waitressed. I moved there with like 30 bucks in my pocket and just like did the whole bike riding thing and met people at Gold's Gym in Venice, and then I started just sharing on Instagram, and it started going like about four years ago, about 2014, and then, I got a couple sponsorships and I did fitness coaching and I graduated and I moved to L.A. officially. And then once that kind of started taking off, I was in the middle of like, do I do nursing or do I do this? I made like 50 grand my first year just with sponsorships and fitness coaching. And I was like, I can't not go in this direction. I
0: get
1: it. Yeah. And then started went all in on YouTube went from like zero to one hundred thousand in like six months with fitness vlogs. I was doing like bodybuilding competitions and stuff. And then um, I kinda started to feel unfulfilled with the influencer thing and I still do it about 20%, but I started building my own companies and stuff. So I have like a coaching business for other online fitness coaches that wanna get certified and learn how to do what I've done. So that's what I'm doing now.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And what about you? This is yeah. my videographer, Emma. Yes. How long have you guys been together? About a year. year. That's awesome. Yeah. How'd you find her? Just shout it out? YouTube. I walked, walked yeah. up to
1: her on, in the gym. Yeah, but you found me on YouTube.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. And said what, I wanna video you? Pretty much, <laughs> I mean, <that's> how, <laughs> pretty much. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. I can make you look good. <laughs> yeah. I had a really bad, not bad, really unreliable videographer, and I was like, I need a new one now, and I was really upset. She was like, hello, I'm here, and she's the most like down-to-earth, chill person you've ever met. And I was like, I love you. So we just that's
0: clicked, awesome. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And so, is there anything I can help you with? Like, is there, like, as you think about, like, Whatever you know about me or not, like, is there anything that stands out? Anything I can help with?
1: Um, I think anything that you can help with specifically. I think that the question that's been coming up. So I'm in Lewis's mastermind. Okay. The question that's been coming up is, I don't feel super connected to the fitness thing anymore. As I've evolved and grown, I started off doing just that and like niche down super hard, not purposefully, but just because I was doing it myself. And now it's a background thing in my life where I'm not 100% focused on, like I still work out on stuff obviously, but I don't want to teach and talk to people about that. I wanna to talk to them about like the bigger things, more important things, what's going on in our heads. I talk to people about business and stuff now too. And Lewis is, and a couple of other people are a little like, ah, eh, but don't let it go too much yet because it could be really lucrative for you. Yeah, so I, don't, I don't agree with that. I know. And then and then the, like, the influencer slash business owner <laughs> I thing.
0: I couldn't disagree with that more, actually. No, I
1: know. Yeah, I've been feeling very like that I don't nev- want to. There's
0: never, ever, 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 ever a good <laughs> idea to doing something that doesn't make you happy because it might be lucrative for you.
1: It's not just that. It's almost just like there's so many of those people there that have been there for years. And I've been... It's been like a big pivot because I almost just kind of... It's essentially like their favorite TV show shut off, right? On YouTube. Like, I get it. I
0: went—I did yeah. a wine show for five and a half straight years. Yeah, similar day. thing. Mm. Yeah. Like everybody <laughs> told me I was crazy. Yeah. Because there might be lucrative things about it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Or because you can't make that pivot because you're the wine guy.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the advice I was given. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have over the last year and its it's been difficult, but it's finally becoming easy. And it's finally becoming like I'm owning my truth and I'm owning that part of me where I don't feel like I need to do it anymore. But then there's still just that little bit of 80-20 influencer and not. Well, I
0: also think that you have to understand that you could always go back to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: I also think that people get caught up way too much in vanity metrics. Mm -hmm. So I think I noticed one thing that a lot of fitness people struggle with, both men and women, is that a lot of their likes come from looking good, mm-hmm. visually.
1: I talk about that a lot, it's and, terrible.
0: And so when you go from you know, um, getting all that engagement because you're not wearing much, whether you're a guy or gal, mm. people are gonna respond to that, to getting half the likes because you're pontificating on something that's meaningful to you, that will work out over time.
1: Yeah, 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 and it has. You know? it's, it's it's definitely something that I talk about, too, because it's almost, I know it, and I grew my following, not 100% being, like, just a fit Instagram girl, but, because I've always kind of made long Instagram captions, like, every caption is long and meaningful and has purpose of some sort, but, yeah, that's definitely, like, a good bit of a reason why it grew, and now engagement is, I don't care, I really truthfully don't care that it's down, it's, like, half of what it used to be, YouTube especially, but... Um, I don't know, I think a lot of people that I talk to who are in the fitness space just struggle with understanding that that they don't need what I have following wise to be successful and feel happy with what they're doing and to feel significant.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. People are so caught up in in vanity metrics and get, then they get caught in the game and then that's it.
1: Mhm.
0: Yeah. I think that's right. I spend so much time thinking about that. I mean, I guess for me, I had the advantage of always doing something that wasn't on trend. Mm-hmm. You know, like doing a wine show in 2006, seven, eight, YouTube was not what <laughs> people, I mean, it was all pirated content. Right. It wasn't even original content then. It was just like Simpsons clips and like, like <laughs> SNL and skits. And like, so that makes a ton of sense. What about as you're building out your business, like how are you growing it?
1: The business side, um, I've definitely been. Are you running ads? I'm just starting to. It's Ad? almost just been. It's almost at the point now where I love the organic nature of like the people that are just already there and they're saying yes to what I'm offering now. Like I came out with an Instagram course, but not just how to grow. It's like how to make your impact and how how to do all the tactical stuff, of course. But like how to make the impact that you want. Like I like talking to people that. I love connecting with like coaches and people that want to make the impact, not necessarily just like e-comm and stuff like that. I don't know, I've never felt super connected to that. I feel connected to people that also want to feel connected to their people. You understand know. it better. Yeah, yeah. So I came up with that and how then I have- you, How
0: do you screen for people that just want to be the scummy version of coaches?
1: Um, I do talk to, to people on the phone with my higher. program. That's the scariest part for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I talk to people on the phone with my mentor program, Um, but I think that the way that I talk, it almost pushes those people away. It's not growth hacks, tactics, funnels. It's not fast. Fast. It's none of that ever. It's always like how to go deeper with yourself, how to be authentic, how to get to know yourself better, how to make decisions that are a part of your bigger vision. A
0: lot of people with that DNA are going to think it's fluffy and don't want to do that, right?
1: Yes, but it's so meaningful to me and i know that there's other people that it's meaningful to it's a small percentage of people but it's and it's Depth almost like width. yeah and it's almost like the visual stuff on instagram will potentially get more people to get into the mindset of let's talk about the deeper stuff but there's some people that just aren't there yet which is okay but that's why you have to push your message out more even if it's fluffy woo deep. are you
0: instagram and youtube mainly
1: uh, kind of. It was. It's definitely Instagram mainly now. YouTube is harder to convert people, I guess you could say, because they were like diehard vlog watchers of mine every single day for my fitness stuff. So it's harder Are to- Are you st- not
0: vlogging anymore?
1: No. Why? Um. I never really felt super connected to it. Number one, when I did vlog, I had literally no friends and I didn't do anything.
0: <laughs> and now- What about, what about vlogging with um, friends?
1: I do. I, I don't know. I do. Yeah, I we kind of do a little care. bit. But it's almost just like- you're, You I, don't
0: fear being so one-dimensional only at the reliance of one platform?
1: So no, I do a podcast. I have an email list. I have Facebook. I'm um, doing some videos with Jay Shetty and stuff like that. They were coming out this week. And I still do YouTube. I have not let it die. Got like, I'm on You're there. just not vlogging every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost just like I realized I didn't really have to. And I'm one of those people that really needs to be alone and I'm kind of introverted introverted, extroverted, and I, I like it. to have my alone time and stuff. So when I was vlogging, it, it was almost like my diary, cause I got to talk with people at that level. But now I actually, like I moved to LA, I had no friends, didn't really have a whole lot of people that I could connect with and talk to like that. And now that I have a good support system and friends, I feel like I don't need to, and I can spread my energy out to my clients, to my business that I actually have now, rather than just my vlog and sponsorships.
0: I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Feels That's good that way,
0: yeah. Though. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Anything out? Any other themes emerging?
1: Themes that are emerging. Um, yeah, I think I I love talking about like masculine and feminine energy in business, and the the energy around like decision making and the masculine energy of like just doing. That's what I've been doing a lot over the last couple of months. I've been in very like doing pushing mode, and sometimes. I've been realizing over the last couple of weeks I guess that I need to do more of like being so I can have my energy so for you I know that you feel like you're in your most being state probably when you're doing stuff like this and you're constantly communicating with people and I don't know how else you feel like you're just being rather than doing things but for me if I'm if I get to be I need to be with myself or kind of alone stuff like that and then I can be like creator business person
0: there's something that I need to figure out to articulate my real answer. But the weird thing for me that I've come to realize over time is that I'm thinking two things at once. I, I, I don't know how to articulate it. And I don't I'm I failed my science classes for a reason. But here's what I would say. Like I've I've said quite a bit to a lot of people that I always feel like I'm meditating at all times. Like, like
1: it's- That's amazing.
0: It feels weird to me, but I'm always balancing out my active, obvious energy. Mm -hmm. Meaning, like, when I'm sleeping, or when I'm like, you know, like, my most calm, like, or like just sitting on a plane, my brain will go on offense. But that's when I'm fascinating. But when I'm like this with cameras or on stage or like on TV or like running a meeting with 30 people, my brain goes calm. That's so
1: fascinating. So So you know when you're in the shower and you get really good ideas. Always. That happens to you here.
0: Yes. Huh. Yeah. Yes. That's
1: exactly right. And that's why you're here.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean I, I definitely feel like there's some sort of balance mechanism mm. mentally that I have that it's harder than most things to put into words, mm-hmm. but I find it fascinating that I'm able to physically feel me thinking while I'm talking mm. about stuff. Yeah, Like I literally in this meeting I've already thought several different things like I know what my 7 to 7.30 meeting is tonight and it's around this new thing I'm gonna be doing and like literally in this meeting even though I'm like unbelievably like deep into like what we're talking about, it's interesting that like Thoughts and like, and not just like, oh, I have that meeting. Like, I'm almost already talking through that meeting. Like, but I you're be- still present here. Like, unbelievably. Yeah. Like that's the part that like has always been fascinating to me. Mm. I don't know. That's my answer to your question.
1: Yeah, that's like, really interesting. I'm
0: really trying to like fully figure it out, but but there is some sort of like balance mechanism that's going on in my head. And it's very obvious to me that it's doing an extreme of the opposite of what I'm up to. Mm.
1: Mm, that's fascinating.
0: Yeah. But equally, I was just thinking, but equally, I can fall asleep all the time, always. I never struggle to sleep. Even on planes. Easily on planes. Like I'm so cozy on planes. Actually (laughs) planes is where I most fall asleep. I feel like I get into a plane and I feel like it's like my cozy spot. Uh It's like it's the part where most where I'm most not bothered.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, I love planes too. Like,
0: I love planes, toilets, and showers because, like, nobody can bother me. I think those are the three best I like, <laughs> like, that's literally, like, my world.
1: So for fitness coaches on Instagram, what is your advice, I guess, to not only become the authority and the person that has a really good message, like, Jordan does a great job of this, obviously, but not the person that's just the typical fitspo Fitspo is a word in like the little Mm -hmm. bubble that we're in. Um, Person that's just posting about their body and their workouts. That you can still succeed in what you're doing.
0: Look, I think some people are, actually don't have anything else to say. I think we need to be fair. Like, you know, I don't know what else to say. Like, like having something to say meaningful is like a skill. It's a reality. It's like, it's maybe no different than like, like I don't, I, I look at all these things kind of basic, which is, what would I say? I would say it makes you one-dimensional to be a Fitzpatrick, right? Like I think it's one-dimensional. I think that that is something nobody, I any mean, like notice, like I'm so happy when you're like, no, no, I have email, like yeah, yeah, I'm always yeah. scared for anybody to be one-dimensional because it means you're vulnerable. But I also don't think that we should put, I think it's unfair to overly pressure somebody and be like, hey, like you need to get thoughtful or you need to talk about something else like mm. some people are singularly passionate about fitness it's what they know it's what they love it's all they want to know it's all they love and like to like, like i think it's way more cheesy for somebody to start becoming like motivational or philosophical cuz they think that that's going to help them grow their account cuz they can't just look good and talk about you know macros and like do their thing mhm what would I say to them? I would say, like, be self-aware. If you're self-aware and you know who you are, you have a much better chance of winning. I, you know how many people hear the evolution of this conversation are actually just fitness spokespeople and are now spending all their time trying to add some other element, yet there is none?
1: So what if they keep the just one element of fitness, which is totally amazing as well because their needs, that still is necessary, but to not be vulnerable?
0: I think that comes down to producing content in all places and Mm. in all forms.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah that makes sense. This is why I'm such a big fan of vloggers. If your life is nine hours in the gym, you should vlog the fuck out of that, here's why. (laughs) As you grow and you don't, becoming vulnerable means you have something to lose. So Mm. when you make that first 50K or 100K, if you reinvest that into an intern or a minimum wage job for somebody who takes your words and transcribes them into LinkedIn or mediums or blog posts or a videographer, right. that's what I want them to do. Right. Like what would I tell every one of them? You're not gonna be unbelievably attractive and unbelievably in great shape and more importantly, the only one that's saying this forever. Mm. It's supply and demand. So what you can do is evol- evolve into a place where you're producing content in written audio and video form mm. and try to win on all fronts then you've got something. Right. There's so many people right now that are getting 500,000 likes on Instagram, yet all their upside is in a podcast. Mm. They just don't realize it because their, their vulnerability is their success on Instagram. Right. And that's got all it? I have. Yeah. That's, that's a, most people's biggest vulnerability is the current success. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. You know? And they stay safe in that. It takes a lot of humility and ambition for somebody to be okay with having half the likes they had a year ago. Mhm. I always yeah. love that shit. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Means that you know what you want.
1: Yeah, and it's not an, it's not about the outside looking in like I the Instagram course that I came out with, someone said in a comment section, well, this has your, been your slowest month of growth so far. I just checked online on Social Blade or whatever. So that means that you're not up to date. I was like, no, it means that I know what I want.
0: Yeah, me, look, it means that you know, from afar without knowing anything, you know, you've got a new KPI. It means that you've thrown some right hooks and mm-hmm. evolving your audience, and that you're pandering to the growth of that business, which is gonna come right. at the expense of organic growth.
1: Right, exactly focuses in different places.
0: Mhm. Yeah. The, the key for you is to make sure you don't go too far in that direction. Which direction? The monetizing direction.
1: Oh, That's yeah. That's what happens
0: to so many people. Yeah. Like cool, it's easy to have the humil- it's easy to have the humility to have half the likes when you've signed up, you know, hundreds or thousands of people to something you're making money on.
1: No, yeah, I know. I totally agree. I'm I'm in it for the long game, so it's even like I could be not doing my YouTube channel or not doing my podcast because it takes up a, a good bit of time because I could be doing like business things and selling more and making sure that I'm getting ads set up and stuff like that. And I could be making sure all that stuff happens, but I'm very committed to the long game, regardless of the, whatever revenue comes in. Like, Of course it's necessary and of course that has to keep growing, but I'm very committed to making sure that like my people still feel supported and I think, like loved I think by th- me. I
0: think the thing that you need to give a lot of thought to is inevitably you're gonna get to a path where it's gonna become golden handcuffs. Hmm. And so you need to be really thoughtful. I've just seen it a lot. It's the biggest thing. It's almost the same move you did to make this move, in the other direction. There may come a time where you need to, you know, balance back in the notion of like depth and brand and community.
1: Yeah. 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 Something to keep in mind. Yeah, definitely. You can always sense it. Yeah, I can agree. You know, if you're in
0: it, you'll
1: sense it. Especially like. I've learned that I'm such a connector, and I need to feel connected to my people in order to feel successful. So if I get too disconnected, I feel really off. You'll be set. Yeah, like I need to be messaging people on DM and commenting back and doing coaching and stuff like that in order to feel good. So if I I've ever gotten too far away from that, I would know it immediately. What,
0: um, what are you doing the rest of the trip here? When are you going back?
1: Um, I'm going back tomorrow. I'm meeting with Jordan for coffee tomorrow. and hang out. hang out, and Have then... You Yeah, a bunch of times. You guys know each other well. I met him actually, we were supposed to do a podcast like eight months ago. I tweeted at you. Me and you. Yeah. Got it. Well, you tweeted like, I want to be on a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's me. (laughs) And then I met Jordan and then Jordan and I have hung out like a bunch of times since and he's awesome. He is a good dude. Such a good guy. Yeah. And we did some videos today and some pictures. We walked around. You've been to New York before? Yes. You love it? yeah. Her sister lives here. (laughs) We're not sisters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... Cool.
0: Yeah. Anything else I can help you with?
1: Um, I think that was super clarifying. Good. Yeah, that was really helpful.
0: I, have, I really, really, really think that you should think about written word. I'm super fascinated about it. So uh, I think blogs? one of the I'll give you I'll give you one that I'm very fascinated by. I think somebody can really win the LinkedIn fitness game. Hmm. I think if you really got serious about writing or having somebody transcribe your words the way I do around the notion of like fitness tips for professionals, Hmm. that LinkedIn is wide the fuck open. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Wide open, and it's very lucrative. Winning on LinkedIn is like winning on Rodeo Drive. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's interesting, yeah. So, something to think about as a white space.
1: Yeah. I feel like fitness professionals don't know where the white space is, so. Yeah,
0: they're all clamoring to Instagram. Yeah, of course. And a little bit of podcast and a little bit of YouTube. I have a funny feeling LinkedIn is a really smart move.
1: Especially if you're that fitness professional that's not the hot Fitzbo and you like to write, and you don't want to be on YouTube making vlogs, maybe you live in the Midwest. Or
0: you're making real money, and you can hire a writer to transcribe all your thoughts. Yeah, that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. To your point, it's one of those two.
1: Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah, that's interesting. This is, yeah, everybody. Thank you so much, Gary. Yeah. Hey guys,
0: I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary Vee Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on, let me know what you thought.